Welcome to the Western Sports FC podcast. We've not had much football over the last few weeks due to the weather, but tonight we do have a couple of matches to discuss. Before we start, I'd like to thank everyone who attended our race night last weekend. Good fun was had by all, and especially the winners. Many thanks to those who sponsored the races, including Weber Engineering, Yeovil Laundromat, Yellow Box, Penmill Scaffolding, Acorn Roofing, and Tony Pounder. And also many thanks to Arrow for hosting, again, which they're doing for our podcast tonight. It's a spooky the 31st of October, and I've got... Three people are with me who are frightened the living daylights out of you. So thank you to George West and Dan Ewans and Jake Coons for joining me. Right, just to touch on the uh, first team first. They haven't had a game since the 5th of October, which is in the Senior Cup. And hopefully this forthcoming Saturday, which is the 2nd of November, uh, we'll see a resumption of the fixtures, which will also be in the Senior Cup. So a month without playing. Um, the weather's forecast isn't looking amazing, so fingers crossed, everybody. We've had a, other teams have been playing at the moment. The league table still has the... Uh, Indif- well, the impressive Hamrek at the top played 11 1 11. Uh, Boltier in second, they played a game more than Hamrek but are still seven points behind. Uh, at the moment, Western Sports, we find ourselves way down the table in six, but we have only played nine games. So we're on 21 points, that's 12 points behind leaders Hamrek. Okay, right, coming on to the reserve team. We've had two matches since uh, the last podcast, the first of which was against Sturr Marshall. Jake, uh, Stern Marshall had a 100% record going into this game, uh, so you always knew it was going to be a tough match. Yeah, I think to be honest, yeah, any game in that league is going to be tough, um, but like I always say to the lads, uh, before we do go out to games like that, is my focus is never on them, it's always on us, regardless of the fact, yeah, like you said, they come with a 100% record, scored a lot of goals, but I'm confident that if we do what we, we should be doing on off the ball, as I emphasise a lot, then we'll give any side in that league a game. And um, you, had a, you had a couple of people in. Um, obviously, Adam Barrett played and Louis Morgan uh, played down, although he's not played very much the first team either. Did that give the team a lift seeing those two, George? Did you think, oh, what are those two doing here? No, definitely it gave us a lift, especially, yeah, because I think we needed that presence in midfield to control the game because they're a really strong side, haven't dropped any points this season. So, yeah, it definitely gave us an important lift. <coughs> And it's been a while since um, Sam Plumley got a game because of his, uh, his new job. And um, how does that feel having like a sin bin opportunity waiting to happen, Dan? Uh, I, I can't speak myself because I got a bit rowdy in that game. But it, yeah, it is. It's good to have like the likes of Barrett, uh, Louis Morgan, and Plumley playing for us because obviously they've played first team for a few years. So it's good having that experience in the side with a lot of youngsters. It's a fairly frantic start I guess neither side in control of the game certainly but I, in a way I guess it's maybe what you expected from a side at the top and you know we consider ourselves a good side as well so even but frantic yeah definitely no no one could really get their, their foot on the ball we changed the shape a little bit to sort of not necessarily accommodate but we I thought that playing Morgs further forward in sort of a 10 and having Baz and Sweet in midfield would, would help us get control of it but like you said there was no one that really could get their foot on the ball and start dictating it we were under a little bit of pressure but they didn't really look like scoring so yeah first sort of 15-20 was, was, was very even to be honest and they were they were quite a big side really George weren't they and they were certainly using those attributes at the start of the game yeah yeah I was marking a big striker up front and they were using him yeah I was <laughs> and they, they, were, <laughs> they, were, they were using him to get up the pitch and so yeah it was, very, it was a physical game yeah but they were I mean they, they did have sort of physical attributes Dan and, but they're still a good side as well That's, we're not you don't want to just take them away and accuse them of being a long uh, you know a big side physical they, they were good footballers as well yeah you could see why they were top of the league won every game they were quite well structured um, 
to be honest, it's the first side that we've played against this year that actually wanted to play out from the back, I think, um, which took us a bit by surprise. But, yeah, they, they were a good side. And I guess after a while, probably they started to get on top and um, they had them, had them they started to dominate, really, and chances started to come. Yeah, a few chances were starting to come. They were starting to turn the screw slightly. No clear-cut chances, but you could definitely sort of gauge your feel that they were getting on top. We were sort of dropping deeper and deeper, just trying to keep it tight. Stobbsy was always an outlet on the on the pace, on the pace, on the wing with his pace, but we couldn't really get anyone into the game, and they, they were pushing. Yeah, putting a lot of pressure on us. Um, and then they did score. It was a sort of just a sort of longish ball, really, but a fantastic finish nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, it could have sort of yeah, could have sort of see it coming really. Um, but that goal was preventable, which is a bit annoying because um, we sat back in. Um, well, tried to brave the storm really but yeah long boy over the top which our line was a bit all over the place and same same as it has been all season really should have dealt with it and, but they finished it well it's a good finish from their striker so yeah cracking finish and 20 yards off the underside of the bar I mean over the keeper and down it was a nice bit of dip and swerve on it so great finish and at this point Dan's is sort of all stir and they have a few more chances so they don't take them you know, combination of poor finishing and goalkeeping and last ditch tackles and on another day this could be going quite badly. Yeah, I think it they did have a few chances and it was just a case of getting through that dodgy five, ten minute spell, staying in the game like we did and um obviously capitalise when we had the chance. And after a while this did wear off, we started to get our foot on the ball a little bit, started to get in the game and you could feel us growing after sort of weathering the storm. Yeah, that's the best way to say it. It's definitely, we definitely grew into the game, 100%. Um, it was once we had that sort of control, we started to play our football and do things that we wanted to do. We, we, we were putting the pressure on, not really creating a lot of chances, but we certainly seen a lot of the ball. We seemed a lot more settled and a lot more comfortable going forwards. Um, obviously, the, the, the game was heating up quite nicely. There was a few forceful tackles going in, one off the ball incident on, on UE, which I didn't take too much. And, said a few things to their winger but we moved I, don't, I don't think Dan took it too well did you Dan? Yeah. Well, you're just asking while we're here I took it very well I think <laughs> Control, Controlled was that how you were? Yeah shook his hand moved on <laughs> no. Okay and then I mean I guess a, a big call of the half which certainly didn't go away Louis Morgan gets the ball in the box I mean I'm on the sideline it looks like a clear trip from where I was was it a penalty? Um, I was well, it's the other side of the pitch to me, um, but I think it was me who played the ball over, a bit of a punt upfield, and Lou was in the box, and it looked like a bit of a clumsy challenge. Um, everyone around the around Lou thought it was a penalty as well, and he seemed quite confident that it was a pen, but the ref blew, waved on, and yeah, I guess we had to move on. It was, it was a 50-50, I think. It was, it was a bit of a surprise to see it waved away, I guess, but there we go. Yeah, I disagree with that. I think we need a bit of VAR on the door set league myself. Yeah. Okay, well, that's the, um, what's the registration fees going up, if that's what you want. <laughs> um, then we had, a, we had a free kick into the box. Bertie headed it back across goal. George, you got on the end of it. What happened to it? Well, to be fair, it was, it was, a, it was a hell of a header back from Bert. I wasn't expecting it. It went right <laughs> over to the back post and he managed, he managed to get it back across goal. Next thing I know, it's like on my head. I struggled to generate power and yeah, went over the bar, didn't it? I think. Yeah. Yeah, I got taken by surprise. <laughs> you're saying, oh, if you're saying you weren't expecting Bertie win a header, then. No, <laughs> no. He's definitely saying that. <laughs> okay, and then just a minute before half time, the game changes. Um, Sweeter robs a defender. 
Yeah, he robs the defender and tickles a shot at the keeper, and it somehow goes in. It's, that's that's two this year that he's had, and a space of three weeks where I thought he's he's got a better left foot than that, and it's ended up in the back of the net. So I'm not going to moan if he does it all season and keeps scoring. Then happy days. But to be fair, I think we probably deserved it. The last ten or fifteen and a half, he was certainly on top on the better side. Like I said, no clear cut chances, but they were they were getting disgruntled I think but I'm guessing by the league table they've gone to wherever they've gone on every game in, in dominated sides but the more we put ourselves about and grew the confidence in the game the, the more unsettled they become okay. so a good time to score just before half time um, but if you take if you ignore the 15 minutes we had for half time or the 10 or whatever it was the lead is quite short lived because literally just a couple minutes into the second half it's a ball over the top player runs through and he scores a bit of a recurring theme with the goals we're giving away uh, yeah yeah I think I think they caught us on the break of it. I think we were up the pitch and then they played I think it was just a clearance and it was a clearance that one dealt with I think the yeah the big striker flipped it on and yeah just cut us open straight through the middle it was, yeah it was annoying because we we sort of got a gift at the end of the first half even though we deserved it by scoring and then we conceded it and threw it away straight away so yeah yeah, it was annoying, and again, a set, like a preventable goal, like the first. And not long afterwards, uh, Plumley showing his experience, manages to block a goal like shot on the goal line. Can anyone remember that? Yeah, oh yeah, Pl- Plumley had a good game to be honest. Up until his yellow card, which was his twenty seventh foul of the afternoon, and the one he actually got booked for was never ever a foul. To be honest to him, um, yeah, no, having having him there helps. Obviously, like like you just said, the the. The positives of having a reserve side is when you can bring the first teamers in, and it's it's a nice blend of experience because the, lungs, the youngsters can um, learn from them and, and develop their game as well. So yeah, having them there was spot on. And again, obviously, we after conceding, we need to we need to sort of regroup a little bit and, and get our foot on the ball again. Okay, and then and then we really did start to sort of take control of the game, uh, and there was a spell where we really really dominated, and we sort of you know it was all the all their confidence seemed to evaporate a little bit and we were on top and it felt like we felt like a goal was coming yeah definitely it was like it was like the well second quarter really like because at the end of the first half it was like that and we grew into the game again and it got quite aggressive we, it was um, a lot of big tackles and we were up for it you could tell that we were up for it and um, yeah we pushed ourselves up the pitch and Louis Morgan creating chances sweeter and yeah yeah I fancied ourselves to be honest and the goal when it came, the equaliser was um, ball into from Louis Morgan into Stobbsy, who shot was saved, but reacted well to get the rebound. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a good cross in. Uh, and Stobbsy has got that sort of poacher's instinct, really. He's always there to finish it off, cutting in off that left, which is good for us. Um, so, yeah, back in the game at 2 all, which was good. And we get back to all, and at this point, you sort of feel like. We're gonna, we're gonna go on and win this. That's sort of what it felt like at the, at the time with the, the momentum we had. Yeah, definitely. Like Dan said, Stobbsy, To be fair to him, he's um, he's been fantastic. We moved to the left hand side because he's predominantly right footed and he's he's got that pace and he's he's got the tricks to go past people. But he's also got that a bit. He's a bit of a natural goal scorer. To be honest to him, he's come up with a few important goals this year. I think every single one of his five goals he's had has all been probably inside the six yard block. So. Yeah, we, we were certainly on top, um, and it was it was well deserved to get back in at two all with, with 25 minutes to go. So yeah, I was pleased with the, the performance and the result when we go in two one down. I reckon he gets that goal scoring instinct from his mum probably. <laughs> um, 
despite our dominance at this point and uh, the fact that we're, you know, we are creating chances at, towards the end. I mean, a, a big moment was, you know, a rare Sturmis to Marshall attack and uh, Sam Fuller who'd come on, great clearance, header off the line. Oh yeah, that was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it because yeah, um, towards the end they started they started attacking him. Yeah, it was a corner and it went over I was in front of Sam and it went over my head I was like ah oh, shit and I just see him I come out of nowhere and he jumped up and I've it wasn't over the line to be fair and but nah it wasn't it wasn't it was it was quality it, it was it, nah it was quality I couldn't believe that yeah kept us in the game and then just to finish the game off which was literally the last kick of the game um, ball over Louis Morgan goes clean still goal he's, he's in a race with the keeper gets there first prods it past him from about 20 yards and you're sort of expecting the net to burst, not burst, ripple, but... Yeah, I thought it was in personally, looking at it, I was wheeling away. Does that mean we win? <laughs> yeah, we'll take the three points, because it was, it, it was close. Um, yeah, it's just shaved the post, I think. Um, so it was unfortunate. Lou, I think he did all he could do, really. It was quite a tight angle. Um, but yeah, I think, to be honest, 2 all was quite a fair result. So. I, I think as we take from that, it was uh, if, you, if you take the game as a whole. I mean, we had spells where we dominated; they had spells where we dominated. A fair result if we try and be neutral about it, Jake. <laughs> yeah, no, we've had this conversation, haven't we? Yeah, it was definitely a fair result. It was, to be honest, I was nearly down the touchline. I was off the bench, nearly going. Is it? Is it trickled past the post? But yeah, to be honest, a fair result. They're a good side. Hey, we're, we're a good side as well. And, they were top draw after they said it was a fair result we gave them the best game they'd had all season it was nice to hear but it's um, I, I sort of after that game thought could we have taken an extra two points off them but no complaints with, with a point there OK so we move on then the, uh, the after we're playing away at Cranbourne and uh, I guess for you guys to some of you it's the first time you've been to Cranbourne obviously Cranbourne had been a DPL side up until fairly recently Um we had lots and lots of rain the first team game was called off in fact there were a lot of games called off even if you go up all the way to like Nottingham Forest's game was called off because of the rain but Cram- Cranbourne survives <laughs> uh, because pitch slopes both ways it runs off the bottom I mean how, what, what were you expecting and how did you find it George? I was expecting the game to be off when I woke up not going to lie yeah an hour and 20 in the car rain all the time we, were like, we, we thought we were going to get there it was going to be called off but we got there and the pitch wasn't too bad was it? the pitch was alright in but the, it was still raining the conditions were horrid and I think the conditions suited the other team as you say I think they suited Cranbourne they had long ball it was like playing Stoke away really what, what a nice what a nice experience <laughs> can you go to Cranbourne on a windy yeah, Tuesday exactly. night and do it yeah okay but you started the game well strong and dominating dominating the game uh, yeah definitely so we had we was just going to get a drink Dan was meant to be with the first team Saturday which is a credit to him so far this season I've put a lot of trust in him at left back um, and he's been fantastic not to be biased because he's he's probably been one of our better players consistent performance wise but yeah Cranbourne I'd I'd been there I couldn't remember what it was like but like George the surface wasn't bad it was cold it was wet it was horrible there was no roofs on the dugouts which means me and Plips also got very wet Um, but yeah you were warm though weren't you yeah, I wasn't cold, just wet. No, but you were warned that there was no room. I thought you said warm, warned. Yes, yes, I was warned. I'll text me at half past ten Saturday morning to say no roofs on the dugout, so, but not the end of the world. But we're starting well, we're dominating the game. You feel feeling pretty comfortable at this point? Very comfortable. The defence didn't have much to do. We just had to deal with the long balls, which has caused us a bit of trouble in previous games. But it seems to be, seems to be fine. We pushed right up the pitch, playing good football. 
We just we were cruising, absolutely cruising. Were we up or down first half? Up. Okay. So it does come, and we and we take the lead, and we've uh, we signed Mike Rousel for for the day, and um, it's him who breaks the deadlock. Yeah, it was um, credit to him and, and Jack Vine for stepping in. Obviously, uh, one or two, Morley and Yui were scheduled to be the first team, a couple out injured, so a few uh, deadline day deals Friday night was what my evening was spent doing. And um, like, you, you know what you get with Mike. He's a natural goal scorer. He's a nightmare to play against as a centre-half. Um, and he took his goal very well. We, we kept the same shape as uh, in that 4 2 3 one with Sam Fuller and Sweeter sort of narrower forwards and Jacob and Mike as a pair and Mike's goal was one of the best I've seen this season and like I said credit to him you know what you get with him scores goals George your face just then said you enjoyed the goal as well yeah I did I was just <laughs> not I wasn't expecting that to go in I've never played with Mike before but yeah perfect dink reminded me a bit of myself <laughs> <laughs> okay and, and so <laughs> so with that I mean that, the goal made Cranbourne respond a little bit but goal, our goalkeeper got Josh got called into action a little bit but but nothing more than routine should we say no yeah it wasn't wasn't anything like worrying but um, yeah they did get into the game a bit more since we scored that goal um, I think yeah it gave them a bit of a boost like not a boost but like kick up the ass to um, get out of the pitch but um, yeah yeah we needed to we needed to react to that but Jake we were looking dangerous every time we sort of went forward and eventually the, the second goal came and it came from a free kick yeah, um, credit to the front, I'm trying to think, midfield two was sweet, uh, that's a lie, Viner and, and Tom Aitken, very complimentary of each other because both very busy, both decent players technically and both love a challenge, so we had a real control in that midfield which was really nice, Sam Fuller was the best game he's had this season, Vert man of the match, he was absolutely outstanding on the right hand side, had their left back in his pocket for 90 minutes, um, and yeah, like you said, every time we went forward I was kind of sort of looking for us to, to, to score, um, where we were moving the ball so quick in playing triangles, playing one-twos, one-touch football, we were given a lot of free kicks. Sweeter, it sort of give the keeper a few warnings with some fantastic deliveries and then the second one come um, from a free kick. And Sweeter took the free kick, it evaded everyone. Yeah, I didn't actually... It... Cross shot? Yeah, um, cross. Oh, cross. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it was a cross and it just missed everyone. Yeah, just missed everyone and went in the far corner so yeah it's perfect I mean to be fair Jake your match report you've written pretty much indicates it's a cross Did I? yeah I would say so so the uh, so, so the game you put a cross in the right area it doesn't mean it's a, it's a bad ball it's just, just yeah. me, you put it in the you put it in areas don't you and that's what happens yeah you can always count on that so it's going quite well we're 2-0 up and sort of things start to change for the worse and, and the first instant that happens is Jacob Manley gets sent off I mean where was it how was it from your angle on the pitch George I think people are going to disagree with me, but I I do think it was a red card. I th- I think it was a red card. I don't know. I think the, agrees. the ball. I think it was a it was a fifty fifty. The ball was coming through. The keeper was coming out. Jacob wasn't stopping, and I think he was just a little bit late. And obviously, in the con- the conditions definitely made it worse. But yeah, I think it was the right decision. He came in. I think it had studs up, and yeah. But it does alter the way you've got to play after that, Jake. It did. My, I knew it was a foul straight away. I think their their reaction with the Cranwell side was definitely over the top, but I'd be exactly the same if that was on Josh. Um, I'd sort of. It, it was a strange sort of couple of minutes because the ref sort of took forever to send them off. It was about five minutes, so I sort of excuse me turned around and got a drink and turned around to then seeing the ref brandish a red card in Jacob's face. So it, I think it's one of them. On another day, 
it, it goes with you and he gets a yellow and to be fair to those lads after the Cranwell guys said it was, it was probably a little bit harsh but when, it's, when a pitch is like that you've got to be careful so I get, get why he sent them off but I was a bit disappointed with the decision and it goes from bad to worse just before half time Mikey Rousey scored a, scored a great goal already his hamstring goes and he limps off yeah definitely that made a big difference it seemed yeah it just seemed to get from bad to worse um, yeah from that point on I, I was still confident I, I, I think we were still comfortable but um, yeah definitely our goals like the goal the, the chances dried up I think Okay, so we get at half time, we're down to 10 men, we've lost the player to injury, but we are 2 0 up. Take the positive. So, what's the, what's the message going in at half time? Um, I've never actually been in this position before. As what, 2 0 up? <laughs> Very funny, Phil. <laughs> as a manager, um, it, we obviously changed the shape slightly. Just went back to a 4 4 1, had to, to bring Jabba on um, for Mike in, in the lone striker role. It was always going to be tough. It was raining in, it's on a pitch like that. It was going to be a bombardment second half. We, we'd lost that outlet of Mike and Jacob that we had. Um, obviously, the change in shape probably went against us, to be honest. Um, so it was just stay tight, keep working hard, preserve your energy and don't go chasing things you don't need to change. But I'm not someone that wants to sit back and allow teams to attack us. I don't like that. But you've got to adapt to conditions on the day and that's what we had to do. Okay, so second half starts and, you know, the 10 men, but we're still causing a few problems? Still causing a few problems, yeah, especially down that right-hand side with Sam. Um, yeah, we, we were set, naturally, when you go down to 10 men, you sit back and we were catching them on the counter. Um, Sam and Joe as our outlet balls, and yeah, we were causing them problems. Their defence were slower, um, and yeah, we were getting in behind, and I was still confident. Um, however, it doesn't quite go away, and... All of a sudden, Cranbourne are back in the game. The ball's not cleared and it's 2-1. You say not cleared, it's a great assist by Sweeter. He's, he's absolutely shanked the ball 30 yards in the end. It's gone behind him. It's just like a ball over the back four. And to be fair to that striker, you can't argue with the finish. He's brought it down once and buried it in the bottom corner. A disappointing goal to concede. You can't really avoid that. It's just one of those things that's happened. But I was still confident that we could grind out a result. But... They were going to grow in confidence from that. They're not a bad side, as the table reflects. They're, they're, they use what they're, they're good at, and it was just whether or not we could hold on now. Okay, and then to make matters even worse, there's another injury in Sweeter, one of our senior players and a goal scorer. There's another one who limps off. Yeah, that was, that was another big, big part of the game because Sweeter was, Sweeter was doing all, like, a lot of the dirty work in midfield, breaking play up and uh, like launching our counter attacks. And when he yeah, he was struggling for a while because he was playing in front of me. I could see that he was struggling for a while and after a few minutes, yeah, he had to go off and that, that did make a difference. And then the equaliser. It's the get a free kick and apparently it's quite quite a good finish. It's a good finish, but I'm a bit disappointed with the setup of the ball and the goalie, to be honest. It's, it's a very, very central free kick. It's the edge of the box, but they've basically given the whole goal to Wayne. And as soon as he put the ball down, I said to Glimpse, this is going in. And learn the whole 2 2. And uh, conceding from set pieces this year, was, I just think everyone takes a free kick scores against us. We had it against Brawlstone a few weeks ago. I think we had one down at Paul, and it was just, it was a bit of a kick in, kick in the teeth to go 2 all because I don't really think they probably deserved it. They had a lot of the ball, but they didn't cause us any issues, and that's, that was one of the issues. Okay, but you know, this gives us a little bit of newfound impetus, a bit of reason to go at it again and we had a few chances but couldn't take any yeah our heads definitely dropped a bit after that free kick 
because yeah, as Hume said, I don't think it was deserved. But after that, yeah, we had to. We, well, we had no choice but to attack, even with ten men. And yeah, we still had we still the chance. Huh? Did I call you blimps? Coombs, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, we still we still had chances. Um, yeah, we were still getting in, getting in behind the defenders. And just to cap off the day, the Scott Morgan injury as well. I mean, that's never a surprise, is it? Scott being injured, let's be honest. <laughs> no, I'm only, I'm only joking. He um, he's someone that I, I like at centre back, and he, he was fantastic. He's he's a he's a really good centre back, really good leader, um, and he was having a really good game. He he had a to be fair, he played for the pain barrier for me anyway because he'd had the conversation. His foot was very very bruised. Um, he had a kick on the exact same spot, and I can't argue his mentality to, to play 75 minutes or 80 minutes, whatever it was, with a boot on it you can barely get your foot in. It was a credit to him. So, so we finished two all, and are we disappointed about throwing away a two-goal lead, or are we pleased that he managed to play with 10 men for an hour or more and come away with a draw? A difficult place to go. I was, I was definitely disappointed in coming off that pitch especially with the weather and everything like that we got through it like, we played well and I saw it as two points lost to be honest but looking back now it, we could have lost that game especially with ten, playing with 10 men for 70 minutes like, it's, it's tough it's tough but I, yeah I think two points lost I think we should have won that game OK right so uh, league table after the weekend to Marshall we played a couple of weeks ago they are currently top they went on and drew their next game as well with um, Bemminster so Sturman should currently top the league play 7 1-5 drawn 2 they lead the way with 17 points we currently lie in 5th we played the same number of games we have 11 points 6 points behind the leaders the under 8 teams have played once since the last podcast and they hit 6 against Bridgewater Predators the goals coming from Morley Gold who had a hat-trick Connor Sharp Lewis Trushan and Gabby Natecki Okay, Jay. Big game of the weekend just gone was um, Liverpool come from behind to beat Spurs. Is it your year? <laughs> no, I'm not one of these fans. I don't know what my friends think it. Unbearable. No, look, it goes till May, and that, that's it. You got to keep winning. That's what you can do. Just beat what's in front of you. Doesn't matter who you beat, how you beat them. Three points is three points, and that's all you've got to do. I'm not claiming anything for us to win anything because. I'm old enough and wise enough to know that that's really stupid to do, but we're not even in November. Um, and down, we'll it's, ask me again in May. And the way Tottenham are sort of, they seem to be in a little bit. I mean, a crisis is definitely the wrong word, but they're they're having a little bit of a troubling time at the moment. Does uh, does Hyung Ming Son wishes he had to do military service after all? <laughs> well, if I was playing for Spurs, full stop, I wish I was on military service. <laughs> yeah, they're they're in a rot, and I love to see it. It's brilliant. <laughs> Okay, another thing that's happened, George, is um, you see Southampton uh, got whooped the other day by, uh, by Leicester in a e- record-equaling Premier League score. <laughs> now, certainly you two across, actually none of you probably, will remember around the table, remember the last time someone scored nine, which was Man United Ipswich in 1995. Wasn't alive. W- weren't alive. None of you were alive. Okay, that's amazing. But, but the goalkeeper... The goalkeeper from the goalkeeper for Ipswich. He saw that game and he managed to throw a tweet out after the game, and he said, uh, "Just think, Angus Gunn, the Southampton keeper. In 25 years, you'll hear from people who you hadn't heard from in ages. Everyone wants to know what it feels like to get beat by nine. Now you know. Not at all bad. Join the club. Angus Gunn hasn't responded yet. <laughs> but do you think he's had that tweet in his drafts for like the last 25 years? Yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely." I think you're probably right Angus Gunn oddly has not yet responded 
Okay, everybody, thank you very much for listening. This weekend, the first team hosts Winscombe in the Senior Cup, hoping to blow away the cobwebs. And if it goes ahead, this will be our first match since the last round of the competition nearly a month ago. The reserves travel to yet another slopey pitch as they visit Trickle. This is always a challenge and they will be looking to notch a win after two two-all draws on the trot. And on Sunday, the under-18s travel to Yatton and Cleve. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and all other good podcast providers. Please subscribe if you can and give us a nice rating. If you'd like to get in touch with us, please use the hashtag WFC, WSFCpod. I'd like to thank uh, Dan Ewans, George Weston and Jake Coombs for their time this evening, especially George and Dan as we've delayed them from going out trick-or-treating. Although, George, <laughs> that is a great costume. Thanks for listening.